Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, December 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at what a cut in the full-year outlook by FedEx means, an unexpected $180 million loss for Citigroup, and how lower oil production might not be enough to stop a price fall. Then the FT's Eric Platt will explain why market volatility is worrying credit investors. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. FedEx shares fell as much as 6% in after-hours trading on Tuesday. Investors watch FedEx results for clues about any economic slowdown. This would show up in customers cutting back on shipping goods. The company warned that slower global trade and weakness in Europe would be a drag on full-year earnings. FedEx lowered the top end of the range of its expected full-year earnings by about 7%. The company said it would need to resort to cost-cutting to deal with the lower forecast. It plans to offer buyouts to eligible employees and reduce international capacity at FedEx Express. Despite the revised outlook, the company did manage a 9.2% year-on-year rise in revenues for the quarter that ended in November. Shares in the shipping company are down more than 26% since the start of the year. The FT reports that Citigroup could lose as much as $180 million on an Asian hedge fund's bad currencies trade. According to a person familiar with the situation, the bank's potential losses are still dependent on negotiations with the hedge fund and the cost of unwinding the trade. The potential losses were already included in a warning from City Chief Financial Officer John Gersbach. Mr. Gersbach warned that the bank would not meet a key financial target this year because of market conditions. And oil prices fell more than 5% on Tuesday. Investors are worried about both oversupply and a potential slowdown in the global economy. Saudi Arabia and Russia led a planned production cut earlier this month, but with growing U.S. shale output and fears about how the U.S.-China trade war could hit economic growth, investors are worried about how effective the supply cuts will be. Brent crude sank to as low as $56.26 a barrel in its third straight day of declines. Earlier this month, producers agreed to cut production by 1.2 million barrels a day. But it hasn't been enough to firm up oil prices. And here's something else we're following. The market volatility we've been reporting on has extended to leveraged loans. This is where investors with an appetite for risk put their money. These are deals such as highly leveraged buyouts and high-yield bond sales, where banks and investors are expecting a higher return for carrying a bigger risk. Last week, two transactions in the leveraged loan market were postponed. The FT has also reported that not a single company has been able to borrow money through the U.S. high-yield corporate bond market this year. The last time this happened for a full month was November 2008, in the middle of the financial crisis. So what does this bit of market information tell us about how investors are feeling? The FT's Eric Platt is here to explain. The leverage loan and high-yield bond markets had really spent most of the year in pretty strong territory, and there had been a lot of interest in this space. And the fact that we're finally seeing some deals struggle to price or not able to clear the market at all is fascinating because it's showing that investors are not willing to buy something at any level, regardless of the discount a bank is offering them. And it's significant because it means, in the case of Wells Fargo and Barclays, which weren't able to syndicate a loan, which means sell it on to other investors, they have to keep it on their balance sheet. And so they have to 
one, keep extra capital against it headed into year end. And it also constrains their ability to lend to other companies. So this is a small deal. If you saw many of these happen at once, it would very much limit Wall Street's overall ability to lend to companies. And when you see that happens, it can tighten credit conditions and it can have kind of follow-on effects. So there are a lot of people who were interested in these deals because it signaled for the first time that maybe the music is slowing or it's starting to stop, at least at this moment. What do you mean by that? What we saw after the financial crisis was there were these huge leverage buyouts. Companies like KKR uh, had agreed to buy some of the largest companies we know, like Electric Utilities in Texas, Clear Channel, the radio operator in the U.S. And to do that, they got very large financing packages from banks. Basically, what happens is the banks agree to lend to fund these deals. The problem is the deal doesn't close for several months. So the banks spend a few months with what's called a bridge loan on their balance sheet. Eventually, they actually have to write the check to the private equity firm to buy out the company. The problem is they don't really want to use their own money to do that. It's much more profitable for them to go to portfolio managers and raise the money in either the high-yield bond market or the leveraged loan market. When those markets shut down, they actually are legally required to still write the check to the private equity company that's buying it out. Then they have to market on their books at whatever basically the clearing price is. So if I owe KKR $10 billion, let's just say I'm JP Morgan, I have to write them that check eventually. If I can't find investors who will give me that money, I have to take it from capital that's on my own balance sheet and write the check. Now that means, one, I have $10 billion less to lend out. It also likely signals that because investors weren't willing to buy it at maybe 95 cents or 90 cents on the dollar, when I have to mark this on my balance sheet for quarterly reporting purposes, I have to mark this loan at 90 cents on the dollar or 85 cents on the dollar, which means it automatically looks like, well, is that a billion dollar lost? And granted, maybe markets will improve later on and I'll be able to mark this loan back up to 100 cents on the dollar, but it can result in one big paper losses for these banks and really gum up their ability to lend to other companies. So what does all this say about the state of the market? I think this underlines how concerned investors are about the market just right now, right? Like this was the leveraged loan market was firing on all cylinders earlier this year. Even on really risky deals, people were diving into this market because they thought, you know, the Fed's raising interest rates. This market's going to pay me more money. The interest rate on the loan floats. So as interest rates go up, I'll be making more money. And the fact that you're seeing suddenly everything reverse, you're seeing this real fear come out of portfolio managers and even retail investors who are suddenly getting more skittish. Part of the things that are impacting credit markets are we're seeing the Federal Reserve is still saying that they're going to raise interest rates. You've got these concerns swirling in the background that global growth is slowing. I think on Friday we had really terrible numbers out of China on retail sales. On Monday, global stocks dropped again. And when you add all this together, investors last week pulled you know, record sums out of loan funds. They redeemed huge amounts of money from equity funds, and they're shifting to cash instead. When you're doing that, you're tightening credit conditions. because So you're pulling money out of the loan market and out of the high-yield bond market. And so if I'm a company that needs to tap those markets to finance myself, suddenly both my cost to borrow gets higher, or in a really volatile situation, I might not be able to tap those markets at all. And when those markets shut, if I have a bond that's due, for instance, and I can't raise new money to pay off that bond, I could go bankrupt. Like, that's the ultimate fear. 
if the markets shut down for a long time. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following the European Commission. They're set to decide a plan of action on Italy's budget crisis. They'll also publish proposals for the financial sector in case of a no-deal Brexit. And this afternoon in Washington, the Federal Reserve will announce its latest rate decision. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.